dispatch. And they got it. And they got it in the dispatch. This win was everything 2020 needed and more. They have plunged. We have big things coming in 2021. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room, ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely international podcast day. I'm Charlotte Payne. I am Maddie. And guys, guess what? This is our Troy Palomalu episode (laughs) number 43. Holy shit, Charlotte. Does that mean that we are roughly 43, 45 weeks into this year? Yes, it does. Oh my goodness. This year is practically over. That's crazy. You guys, it's the last September. It's the last September. It's the last Thursday in September. Maddie and I are a little off it again today. No, wait, wait, wait. That's not possible. It's not 45 weeks into this year yet. This just took me a second. But we have done bonus episodes. True. Okay. But there are, what is it, 56 weeks in a year? 52, I think. Oh, 52. Hi, welcome. I welcome. There are extra uh, weeks in my year, apparently. (laughs) Charlotte's year goes till February. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it goes till February when our birthdays happen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Charlotte, this this has been a roller coaster ride of a night already, Mm -hmm. and we are a minute into this episode yep so <laughs> we'll just dive right in before we get in maddie and i do want to give our most sincere condolences to the family of aaron Lowe, who tragically lost his life over the weekend in salt lake city aaron Lowe played for the university of utah and um 21 years old it's just a very sad story and you know his name is plastered all over espn sports center Every news outlet you've seen, I've seen his face, and it's just so sad. It's just so sad to see him in that way. Also, so sorry to all of his teammates, loved ones, friends, family, everyone who's been affected by this. Such a tragedy. Such a tragedy. And words just just can't describe how how tragic it is. But my heart, both of our hearts go out to everyone affected. It was just important to us just to begin today's episode with those condolences before we got into anything else. So we'll move on to a lighter note, but thank you for allowing us to offer our condolences to everyone affected. Yeah, and I'm just kind of dive right into the show. We have a really big show for everybody today. Kind of just dive right into the show, Maddie. We have a lot to discuss here. Going into week four of the NFL, playoffs for baseball right around the corner. But before we get to all of that fun stuff, we've got to talk about the one locker room lady of the week. Maddie found her. She's awesome. Her name's Sylvia Fowles. I discovered her. Maddie discovered her at a barbershop in Jersey. Just kidding. That's the Jonas Brothers. No, Sylvia Fowles, she's awesome. She was just named WNBA's Defensive Player of the Year, and boy, did she deserve it. She is actually from Miami. And Maddie, she went went to Gulliver. Yeah, she went to Gulliver. It's like, do you know anybody we went to school with? Sylvia, hello. Sorry, what? Gulliver? Okay. I know. She's actually... She's in her 14th WNBA season, ranked second in the league in steals and block shots, and finished third in defensive rebounds. She is just on fire. 
So the Minnesota Lynx just lost to the Sky in the playoffs, and now they're actually – the Sky are actually going into – I believe it is game two of the WNBA semifinals. So they're like full force into their playoff season. Maddie, we need to get into that next week because there's so much happening that we really haven't been able to talk about with this playoff baseball stuff and football starting college football and NFL. So we are going to talk about this next week, you guys. And Sylvia Fowles is the best way to really kick off that WNBA conversation. I'm so glad she's our locker room lady. She's also, Maddie, the reigning, the reigning WNBA career rebound leader. Ooh. As of 2020. And I believe she suffered an injury last season. So to come back off of an injury and be named the defensive player of the year, that's just a huge merit. And congrats to her. Right. Also, uh, shout out to her because her birthday is actually next Thursday. Uh, so shout out, Sylvia. So shout out to us for not making her the locker room lady on her birthday. <laughs> right, right. But this is actually her fourth time winning the WNBA Defensive Player of the Year Award. I don't know if Charlotte mentioned that already, but I think that that is definitely a feat to know that's super awesome I mean winning any of these awards just once like I said when we talk about the caliber of athletes that we discuss on this show you have to put it into perspective because getting drafted into the WNBA is a feat in itself let alone being named the best defensive player of the league mm-hmm. this year. That's just so, so awesome and so amazing. And definitely her hard work pays off. And unfortunately, her team, their season is over, but definitely a great season for her. Of course, she was rewarded for that great season with that Defensive Player of the Year award. So congrats to Sylvia. And you are our official locker room lady of this week. Sorry, next year we'll make it <laughs> on her birthday. <laughs> I know, crap. Okay. Well, welcome to the Hall of Fame, Sylvia. You are no stranger to amazing accolades. So that is awesome. I'm so glad we get to highlight ladies like that on this podcast. It's my favorite part of the also, show. Yeah, me too, Charlotte. I, I love that we start our shows with it because, I mean, that's kind of why we started this whole podcast is to highlight women in the industry. So I love that that is the first thing that we do every episode. But because we are talking about awards, um, the WNBA awards, she won the defensive player of the year. I do want to bring this up here because we talked NBA awards back in the spring. We had my brother on to discuss it. And we talked about Jordan Clarkson. And this is just so funny. If you guys haven't seen this video, It cracked me up. I sent it to Charlotte the other day. So a reporter in Utah was out doing man on the street interviews because the arena stadium, the building where the Utah jazz play was announced that they were going to require proof of vaccination for attendees for the jazz games this upcoming season. And so the reporter's assignment was to go out and get kind of, people's reactions just ask people who are walking on the street man on the street interviews hey are you is this changing whether or not you're going to go to jazz games this year did you go to jazz games last year kind of just asking them their reaction on on the new initiative and the new rule and none other 
Then the sixth man <laughs> of the year walks up to her on the street and she asks him, hi, what's your name? And he says, Jordan Clarkson. And she says, could you spell that for me? And he goes, which is like okay. what you do when you're doing a sure. man because you need to know sure. how to spell the name. <laughs> J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A. Like, seriously, he, he did it. And she said, did you go to any jazz games last year? And he said, yeah, a lot. Because <laughs> he plays. And I think that that's so funny. And then the reporter, she was such a good sport about it. She shared it on her social media accounts. And she said she was only slightly, highly embarrassed. And, and it was funny because Jordan Clarkson actually quote tweeted it and, and he they were having fun with it on Twitter and then Joe Ingalls also quote tweeted it and, and he was cracking up at Jordan's response when she asked if he had gone to jazz games and he said a lot <laughs> like so obviously funny. he was at every game yeah so funny and and it's just it's just you can't make that stuff up like that is just so comical that is just like a little laugh from if I was that reporter I would have been mortified <laughs> she owned that shit that's she a good lesson do not ever fake it in the industry because you'll get caught she didn't even fake it she had no idea she was like I'm sorry oh, I didn't know. yeah she owned it for she sure for sure but to be fair I don't know that I would have recognized him by his face like had I been I mean maybe I don't know if I lived in Utah maybe but but I guess the name the when he said the name when he said the name I would have it would have clicked for me but to be fair uh she's probably not their sports reporter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and not everyone not everyone watches basketball but that that is just like a little funny a little funny anecdote that I wanted to share because it was cracking me up but shout out to that reporter because man on the street interviews are not easy you get a lot of no's before you get yeses and you could stand outside asking people questions for a long day before you come home with a story. So uh, shout out to her for the hard work in local journalism. I think her name's Haley too. And I'm pretty sure Haley probably went home. If you ask her today, I'm sure she could rattle you off that entire roster (laughs) right now. She studied up, I'm sure. You know, the sports team was like, oh my God, we never get one-on-ones with him. (laughs) They're like, well, he was just walking down the street. We haven't been able to reach them at all about him. <laughs> now there's sports reporters outside the stadium just waiting. Just waiting, right. That's so. That is so funny. All right, Maddie, a lot of basketball is to come. Next week, we'll do a little bit of WNBA business. But before we get into all that fun stuff, we have to talk about Baseball. We're talking baseball. Who knows the song? I think it's supposed to be We're Talking Basketball. Okay. okay. Isn't we it? a basketball segment off with that. But isn't that the song? Yeah, but also there's some Or is it we play in basketball? We're talking. We're playing oh, we're basketball. Playing. Yeah. It is, but we're leaving basketball. We're yes. done with basketball. <laughs> no, okay, okay, sorry guys. We shouldn't say that. There's channel. also the talk. We're talking baseball. I'll, I'll text it to you guys. I'll post it. <laughs> I think I posted it when baseball season started. It's just one of those like old baseball songs. Anyway. Okay, Charlotte. <laughs> it's one of those old baseball songs from the 30s back when I was a teen. I'm no, just kidding. Okay, I'm 23. Hi. Also, We have a lot going on. We have about a week left. We have a day left until we get to Mr. October time of year. But oh my God, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Yankees right now. And I always do. I never leave them out. But last week, Maddie, I 
really ripped them a new one. And then I went to their game on Wednesday and it was unbelievable. It was so good. I have been to every game that's gotten rained out and it's just been miserable. But that game was so freaking boring for the, and I'm a baseball fan and a sports fan. And that game was so boring in the first couple innings. And then it was just like home run, home run, home run. Higashioka really put him on the map. I said, Higgy, 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 can't you see? Oh my God, he was so good. And then they go to Boston and they sweep in Boston. I have been like really talking down about Judge and Stanton, and I think they're back. It's like a true New York. They heard person. you. They heard you, Charlotte. <laughs> they listen to the podcast, as we know. Um, they are a fan of the show. Friends of the show, actually. And I was going to say that. <laughs> friends of the show, that's our thing. The Yankees are in that top wild card position, and I think they are going to try to make this a wild card game in the Bronx. I'd like to see it. And you know what, Maddie? Ooh, I'm looking at the standings Charlotte. right now. And <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? I would go. I'm going. I mean, I'd, I'm half fun. Going. Yeah. yeah. I would love it I'm for going. you, Charlotte. I would love that content. <laughs> The content. I'll post. I'll post the whole night on the story. Um, anyway, you guys, the Seattle Mariners are actually like one loss behind the Red Sox in that in that second position in that wild card race. And the Mariners, they haven't like done anything in their like entire franchise history. Like, has <laughs> have, nothing's really happened there. I mean, they do have the the um, All Star game coming to Seattle next year or I think in 2023 or something like that. But they're really in the conversation right now. So keep your eyes out on them. I'm sure by even next week when we're talking baseball, we'll have some more um, final, final stuff going on. <laughs> I can't even do it. can't even do it. But I, I actually have something. Oh, ooh, guys, this just in. The Cardinals' 17-game win streak has just been snapped Ooh. by the Brewers. Breaking news. This is Ooh. being reported on Wednesday night. So that's actually kind of ex- – I mean, it sucks for Cardinals fans because 17 wins in a row is insane. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, history yeah, in the making. Yeah. <laughs> they actually clinched their wild card game too. So they are going to the wild card game. So I kind of sure. understand why the win streak was – perhaps snapped because they already have their fate sealed for the yeah, postseason. They are, they're just going to rest up until they get to that wild card game. But the Brewers are the team that beat them. And actually something about the Brewers, this is kind of like a little bit of a, come on, really? This is, that's my response to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Williams is now most likely going to miss the postseason with the Brewers. The postseason because they just clinched, by the way. They just they clinched. They just clinched. Uh, he's a relief pitcher for the Brewers. And apparently after going out after Sunday's game, having a couple drinks, they just clinched the NL Central. Aye, aye, aye. He broke his pitching hand after punching a wall. So... Not the greatest, not a good, not the best look. How old that is this is guy? A, I don't how know. How old is this guy? I'm just curious to know how old he is, that he's still going, you know, go out, have your drink, have fun. Why would you punch a wall with your pitching hand? 
punch it with the other hand at least. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, oof, it's come like on, dude. It's, it's like, especially game. because it's like, okay, if you punch the wall because you're mad that you didn't make the playoffs, it's like, okay, at least you have the offseason to heal up, but you're punching it after your celebration because you did make the playoffs and now you can't play in the playoffs. I don't understand people sometimes. Uh, right? Yeah, it, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I just we wanted to bring that up because I read that today and I kind of did a double so take funny. in that headline. Um, it's so funny. <laughs> it, it's a it's a rough one. It's it's unfortunate for sure. But this is kind of cool. So we haven't talked a lot about golf on this podcast in the past, but I, I really think we should do more because I don't know if I, I think I did mention on the podcast I went golfing a few weeks ago for the first time in like Ooh, I, did you over, mention it? or did you? I don't know if in? I did. I don't know. Uh, I went golfing for the first time in like over a decade a few weeks ago. I had a great time. I'm going to treat myself to a set of golf clubs here soon because I live in yes. Florida, so I can play golf all through the winter. Yes. Thankfully, also the golf course I went to it was so pretty it was right along the beach so some of the the holes were oceanfront which was so cool i saw it anyway i was like okay maddie's living the retirement life i want to live right now (laughs) i had a blast so so anyway i really do i grew up i think we've said this before on the podcast i grew up in a golf household so i really do think we should get some more golf talk on this show And, and what better segment to kick that off with the Ryder cup because this is a historic Ryder Cup. So many standout things to discuss here with this one. So if you're not familiar with the Ryder Cup, it's essentially the United States versus Europe. And it's a big deal. From from what my my brother and other golf enthusiasts were, were telling me about it, it's basically like, think of the FIFA World Cup for golf, basically. For, I mean, it's not the same thing, but that's that's it's that's how I compare it in my head. And this is also kind of this is one of the this is the Ryder Cup 2020, although it was played in 2021 because Which is of something COVID. I hate. I'm like, oh, right, we've God, talked about this. <laughs> right, right. But so it was played in Wisconsin, and the United States won. America won, and it's 12 player teams. So nine of the Americans on this Ryder Cup champion team have never won it before and the cool thing about it is this u.s team is full of young guys i mean they a lot of these guys are in their 20s like they are fresh they are fresh talent they just got a taste of what it's like to win it all and it does not seem like they're going to slow down anytime soon so there's a couple of really cool things that happened charlotte and i were were reading about it before we decided to record tonight yeah literally (laughs) literally the youngest u.s team in history handed europe their worst loss Yes. In in Ryder Cup history. Like, yes. there's so much history. They ended up winning by the final. It was a. Sorry, I can't even talk right now. They won by the largest margin since Europe became a part of the Ryder Cup in 1979. 
So this is a historic win for the U.S. I mean, everyone on that U.S. team was super emotional. These young guys, the older guys kind of acting as mentors to the younger guys, super happy for them because the thing that this Ryder Cup did is because they won by so much, they came out so strong and they won so convincingly. It's it's really kind of a bright future ahead for the U.S. and the Ryder Cup and all of these guys and all the tournaments that they participate in. So it kind of is like, okay, is this is this the a start of an era, the new era of, of us golf. It, it's kind of interesting. Cause, and on top of it being a young group of Americans, just coming out and, and getting a strong performance and taking home that win by a lot, the European team, it seems like some of these guys are starting to phase out. They've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. This isn't their first rodeo or Ryder cup. <laughs> and they, it showed, I mean, they have the talent, but they did not show up as dominantly as the U.S. did, and These I mean, guys here are I love so young too. I know, They're and so I love young. I love this quote. I wanted to bring it up. This is an, an article by the Associated Press by Doug Ferguson, and and what he said was that he was talking about the American team. He said they had the best team on paper. They played even better on grass. Yes. And I think that's yes. such a good way to describe it because that's really what happened. They and and the, th- the other thing is Europe has been dominating the past couple of Ryder Cups, the, the past handful of Ryder Cups. They won nine of the last 12. And so now the U.S. came back and said, nope, we we're not. This is this is our year. We're taking it. And. They, they did. And, and it really, really just was a strong, convincing win and a lot of tears all over that course in Wisconsin this past weekend. So definitely a special weekend. And, and I mean, I think it's super exciting because, like I said, we're going to see these guys. This is not yeah. the first appearance. This is certainly not their last appearance. You're going to hear these names. These guys now know what it's like to win. And I think that what makes the Ryder Cup so special is that it is a team team effort. I mean, when you think Mm -hmm. about golf, it really is a lot of an individual sport. I mean, when you look at, at the tournaments, you think Tiger Woods, you think Jordan Spieth, you think Rory McIlroy, you think Phil Mickelson, you think the individuals, but when you look at the Ryder cup, it is a collective because we're not, we're talking, we're not talking about single players. We're talking about the team. Right. And what's so cool about that is I think probably in my eyes, getting to be surrounded by so much talent and win together mm-hmm. is probably a big confidence boost for these guys moving forward in their individual golfing careers. And I'm definitely excited for the next Ryder Cup to see what happens because is this going to be the start of a, a little win streak for the U.S. or is Europe going to come back even harder next year to respond? So true. I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely I think it was worth noting because Jordan Spieth even said afterwards, he said, if we play like we did this week, the score will look the same when we're over in Europe. Ooh, you guys. Also, once you get, you guys know what it's like to win something. I'm sure you've won something in your life listening at home. You know, once you get a taste of what it's like to win something, especially in that caliber, it's like, I never want to lose again. You know what I mean? Like they, they are so young and they have so much life ahead of them. They are not, this is not the last time we're going to hear about them. I think there was a a quote from the article, Maddie. I don't know if you mentioned it already, but 
a lot of these guys haven't even touched the, they were all like, they were able to touch the trophy and it was like a whole thing in the beginning of that article when you read it. Yeah, it was their first time touching the Ryder Cup trophy That's for a lot a of them. Moment. This is something that guys and girls alike look forward to ha- receiving one of the highest accolades in their craft and their sport they've been playing since they were little kids. It's like getting that Defensive Player of the Year award or getting that Vince Lombardi trophy or ha- having those Super Bowl rings or, you know, that World Series ring. Like, these are things that you wish and hope to get and at 28 years old. Like, some of these guys are 28 years old. And to have it at the beginning of your career is just unbelievable. Just absolutely unbelievable, Maddie. So special. So special. Like we said, we're going to get more into WNBA. We're going to get more into golf. But in the meantime, before we get into football again as per usual we'll be back in 30 seconds you guys i also always forget that we have a commercial break so thank you so much for bearing with us during that quick break (laughs) i know we probably need to update that commercial break was literally just about to say that to you (laughs) yeah we recorded that commercial break before we had the recording equipment that we currently have so you can definitely taste the difference (laughs) if you haven't heard of anchor it is the easiest way to make a podcast yes but the audio quality is like far away and soft quiet yeah i've heard that freaking because i listen to the ad every time because like i'm like i'm gonna listen to my own ad i'm like it is the easiest (laughs) way yeah just go to that's anchor.fm and maddie was like just coming off of like being a reporter you were still a reporter when we were doing that oh my gosh i was i was still was a reporter guys if anyone wants to sponsor us though and give us a new fresh Ad. Yes, please let us know if you know someone who knows someone. But Maddie, well, shout you- out, but also shout out to Anchor FM. Shout out to Anchor <laughs> FM. We love you guys. Also, Maddie, you like kind of have the the anchor voice still going on in that ad. I'm like, oh my god, Maddie's like, you got anchor in this ad or the reporter. Please. Oh my goodness. Funny. Oh my and goodness. And now we just like shoot the shit every Thursday. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay, guys, we're gonna real quick again rapid fire about the NFL Week Three games. Um, I obviously have some opinions about one game in particular mm-hmm. more than the rest, but we're going to rapid fire. We, we're not going to get into every single episode or <laughs> every, <laughs> single, every single episode of football this weekend. Yeah. We're not going to get into every single game, but we'll give you some highlights, some noteworthy information. Yes. And yes. then we'll get into our predictions for next week. I want to hear where Maddie goes first with this. Which matchup are you looking at first? I'm just going to go in order. I'm just going to go. Okay. We have Panthers versus Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for Sam Darnold. Good for Sam Darnold. I mean, Charlotte, we yep. said this when we had Dave Azer on way back when, when they when the Jets traded mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. I think I said this on the podcast. I said, I don't think Sam Darnold is that bad. I think that the Jets yeah. gave up on him a yeah. little too early. But honestly, good for him because he wasn't making any progress with the Jets. And although the Panthers maybe haven't played the – I mean, they have – well, it's only been three weeks. So right. it's hard to say – any definitive blanket statements about any team yet but so far he's looking good I mean has he had more than three wins when he was on the Jets I mean I don't know I don't even know <laughs> I, I don't know these are things now though we should text we him should ask show. him yeah I'm we curious should. what his thoughts on this are we also should. the Texans have like a whole thing going on the article that I was looking at won't load but what's going on with Deshaun Watson 
I don't I think just, anybody knows. Truthfully, I don't, I don't even think the Texans know. I don't think the NFL knows. I don't think the courts of law know. No I, one knows what's I, happening. That is just a big fat TBD. It is a big fat TBD. I'm very interested in it though to see what happens there because I know that they had a, they were playing like quarterback revolving door, and I'm just confused at what's going on over there. And apparently, they need some help over there. So hopefully, they figure that stuff out and start playing some football yeah we'll see what happens but cardinals at jaguars so for a hot second i was like okay wait the jags are up right now that was unexpected Mm -hmm. but they did fall flat so the cardinals did pull through with that win but there was a kick six in that game charlotte Super exciting! I I was at I was at a sports bar watching it, and oh, that's fun. And it was hype. It was very exciting. So that was kind of fun because I mean there have been some, the Jags have not had the hottest start. So that was kind of fun, and it kind of got exciting. I was like, wait, are the Cardinals going to lose to the Jags here? No, they didn't. But but still well, fun, still fun for that excitement. We love to see. There were a lot of kind of standout plays this past Mm -hmm. weekend actually and so we're gonna get into it so now the next game we have is Bengals Steelers and that was a rough one it was a rough one for me as a Steelers fan Mm. uh I have a couple things to say I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because I know that I always do drag on about the Steelers for those of our listeners who are not Steelers fans I don't want to go overboard but it definitely I think was a reality check. I hope it was a reality check to the organization. It was a reality check to me as a fan that this team is not where it needs to be if we want to be back in that playoff conversation. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are injuries, but it's not an excuse. So the Steelers offense, they can't block. They can't move the ball down the field. They can't score. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to watch, honestly. It kind of just seems like they're not looking at, okay, that didn't work. Let's not do it again. Let's change what we're doing. They just keep trying things that aren't working and haven't been working since halfway or since the second half of last season. And so it's just frustrating a little bit as a fan. And I mean, Big Ben is getting a lot of the is taking a lot of the blame for the poor performance the offense has shown in the last two games, but it's not all him. And like I said, yes, there were injuries, but that's not an excuse for, for how poor the offense has performed. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I do want to mention this one play fourth and 10 inside the 30, maybe even closer. And the Steelers threw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to Najee Harris. You think he's, it's fourth and 10. I have something to say about Najee. (laughs) You didn't pick up any yards for the first three downs. So what makes you think think you're going to give the ball to your running back behind the line of scrimmage and have him pick up all 10 for fourth and 10? Are you kidding me? Like you're not going to throw it downfield? Very peculiar. I don't know. I don't know. There were some wild, some wild decisions in my opinion. And yes, I'm a little bit harsher because I'm a fan. It is week three. There's time. I really just hope that they make the adjustments they need to make because if they play the rest of the season like that, no, if they play, if they play like that for the rest of the season, I truly think the Bills is going to be the that first game against the Bills will be their only win. If they play like they played on Sunday, that's how bad it was. It was honestly like this is not for someone who grew up 
watching the Steelers for the past 25 years, this is not the Steelers. This is not the organization that I'm used to watching. And it was disappointing. It was a disappointing performance. I hope that, like I said, it was just a fluke. It's early in the season. They're working out the kinks. I'm being optimistic about it in that sense. But adjustments need to be made. And I'll I'll leave it at that because I don't want to drag on too much about Pittsburgh. I actually read this very interesting article about Najee and we love Najee on this podcast. We, he's our guy, but it's a weird wake up call when you go to any NFL team and it's a very interesting perspective when you go to any NFL team and they lose a game or they, you know, lose a couple games, or even if they win win most and lose one, it's a weird transition to go from Alabama to an, any NFL team. It's a weird transition to go from college to the NFL. It's like going from your internship to the big office. It's not going to be the same. You have to get into a rhythm with your guys. You're new. You're a rookie. And so he had a lot of the guys have a lot of the guys had to say to him, like, listen, like we need to learn our rhythms. You're not going to, this is not Saban's team. This is not a college team. This is the big leagues and you need to get used to this. Like it's, you're not going to win every game. Like you did in school. You also won't have to go to math class either. So (laughs) (laughs) that's that's an interesting perspective. You're right, because Alabama is so dominant. And and, and we've talked about it on this podcast before. When you watch Alabama, it's just like no team even matches up. So I think going from that and then getting beaten two weeks out of three, it's kind of like, wait, whoa. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, (laughs) I thought I was the best of the best. It's like, you you very much could be still, but it's just a different environment. And Mm -hmm. it is, and and I think you're right. A a lot of rookies do have kind of that easing in period. Yeah. And and so, We'll see. Thought. I mean, I'm I'm not giving up on Najee. I'm happy with Najee. I think it's a lot of the O line that he doesn't he doesn't have time. He doesn't people aren't blocking for him. So I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to be addressed, and it's mostly on the offense. And and I'm hoping T.J. Watt will be back this weekend for the defense because they need him. They were not as dominant without him. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's just move on to the Colts Titans. What is going on in Indianapolis, Charlotte? I don't know. There's something happening in the Midwest that's just peculiar, Maddie. I just, I, I don't know. But Tennessee is a team that I didn't really expect to be a team to kind of keep my eyes on. But here really, I am. I thought that Tennessee. You always said that was going to be dangerous this year. I said that. We did but say I that. Was, they they lost in week one, and I was surprised by that. But the Colts are zero and three, and I was not expecting that. The Colts, I didn't expect that from them. No, no. Because they, then, they're also such a strong team, and their like their franchise history is so deep. Their roots are so deep. It's just weird to see a team that strong and that notable come into a NFL season like the way they are right now. Right, right. But then we have the Ravens and the Lions. And this is, okay, as someone who, (laughs) I'm not a Ravens fan by any means. I was rooting for the Lions to win here because the Steelers had just, that game, the Steelers game ended, or at least it was pretty much over before the Ravens-Lions game ended. And the Lions were up by one point. I think it was by one point and the I was hoping that the Lions would hold their lead because it would be kind of cool to see that. No, because well and because I wanted 
the Ravens to have the same record as the Steelers. Well, yes, Maddie has so, been in that game. Right, of course. But but so I'm thinking, whoa, and it's it's like less than a minute left or something crazy. And it was like fourth and 19 or fourth and 20 or something for the Ravens. And they got it. Like, come on. There's less than a minute left, and you let you you your defense can't stop a fourth and 19 or a fourth and 20 or whatever it is. And then on top of that, there's no time left. Justin Tucker, probably very likely one of the greatest kickers of all time, of all history, he nailed a 66-yard field goal, which is actually the longest field goal in NFL history. Oh, is that right? Yeah, 66. I think the the record before that was 64, and it was actually by Matt Prater, I believe. And I believe it was in – I believe that – that Matt, uh, that Justin Tucker's longest field goal before this one was in Detroit. I, that one, that might not be, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one, but something about like in 2013 in Detroit, it might've been Matt Prater actually that kicked a long one in Detroit, but cause Matt Prater was Detroit's kicker, of course, for a very long time. And he, he actually held the record for the 64-yard field goal. Ooh, interesting. And now and uh, Justin Tucker just broke it with 66. Ooh, LCS. I, I don't Ooh. know if that's going to get broken, though, because he's he's kind of been touted as, as the best in the biz. Right. He might break his own record. And, I mean, but it, it was... Like that, if it was 67 or 66 and a half, it would not have, it would not have gone in. Mm-hmm. Like it bounced, it bounced in, like it nailed the metal bar and flopped in. Like it there was were a lot it, of epic field goals. I feel, he, I feel he like didn't have an inch of wiggle room there. No. So it, it was, it was special though. I mean, as someone who's the opposite of a Ravens fan, I was excited. I mean, you have to be to watch that. That's history in the making. Yeah. And Justin Tucker, we know how good he is. I mean, you see the celebration. It, it was it was definitely a special, special ending. And and the what I said after it happened, I was like, Justin Tucker did win that game. But in terms of getting to the field goal, the Ravens didn't win that game. The Lions just right. lost it. And that right, is something right, that right. like like that is something that only happens to the Lions. Like, are you kidding me? You lose the game no, with Maddie, three Maddie. seconds left. With as time runs out, he kicked that field goal. You lose yes. the game on a on the record longest field goal in the NFL. You're up and you're it's just such a Lions thing and it is so tragic. And and my roommate's actually a Lions fan, so sorry, Maddie. Oof. It's oh, just oops. so rough. It is so rough for that fandom. Okay, but you know what is freaking also rough? Losing at the last second multiple times in a row for a couple weeks. You know who I'm talking about, Maddie. It's the New York Giants. And on Eli Manning's day, the disrespect, the disrespect. We said this last week. This is a team. They need a freaking – it's not even the offense. It's the freaking defense. They just need to communicate. It's like they're playing like a tug of war with each other. It's like why don't we work as a team? 
let's like get our shit together. And to do it on Eli's day, Maddie, was just the most disrespectful <laughs> thing I've ever oh, seen. I'm not kidding. I'm, I yeah, just, my boyfriend is a Giants fan, so we're really gonna was, hurt him. Like it was that? not no. a happy. It was not a happy Sunday for either of us. No, but yeah, it's <laughs> one, been rough. It's one been rough. Sad, but, the other one has also, to also, I've been I've been also using this line: Steelers and the Chiefs have the same record now because the Chargers beat the yes. Chiefs. So yes. interesting, interesting. Be I mean the Chiefs look a hell of a lot better than the Steelers looked this past Sunday, but it's it's still something to know. It's early in the season. There's yes. room for improvement everywhere. Mm-hmm. Speaking of room for improvement, the Buccaneers just signed Richard Sherman. So that would be interesting. We'll get into that once he actually plays a game. We'll start talking about that one, but that yeah. is noteworthy. Uh, we yeah. do have to bring up the Packers at 49ers. I mean, what a game. I mean, how Ooh. crazy. Right down to the wire. And you know what? Austin said to me, we're watching it. And, and he said, as the 49ers scored, Austin said to me, he's like, there's too much time on the clock. And it wasn't even that much time. It yes. was like, it was like less than two minutes for sure. Yes. But I, I, like, I think it was like 45 seconds or something crazy. Oh, yeah, it was like, yes, I agree with the, everything he said. Yeah, and he's like, there's too much time on the clock. And I was like, oh, what? no. like, And he's like, no, 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 there's too much time on the clock. And then another field goal as time runs out, game winner, Mason oh, Crosby. Time. You're right. Yes, it was like the last possible set. What is it with these field goals in these like way last second games? Are these guys just like, oh, my God, there's fans. Wait, everybody's here. I'm nervous. I know, they're like excited fans <laughs> are back. Maybe. I don't know, but Mason Crosby nailed it. I mean, and we, we did talk about it uh, in week one. Oh, does Aaron Rodgers just not care? Is he over mm-hmm. it? He looked like he freaking cared. He was celebrating. Mm-hmm. He was jumping up and down did whenever Mason Crosby nailed that field goal. So that was pretty special. Definitely an exciting, Ooh, exciting awesome. weekend of games. Did you see Dave Portnoy's tweet about Aaron Rodgers? He oh, my gosh. He te- yeah. Do you just yeah. Not, are you trying to destroy the Packers organization from within? It's Big Cat's words, not mine. Yeah, and he was like, I, I think, think you just, just don't, care. don't care. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, you know that I, was funny. I have nothing. I, I really do love Aaron Rodgers. I think he is just a stand-up guy. But I don't know. I'm a little little funny about what, he's, what he did in the offseason. I really can't throw stones, although I do not play in the NFL. I just talk about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird to me. We'll I see what see. happens. It was, it, was a, it was a rough start, but like yeah. I said, early on in the season, it is just so hard because, I mean, look at the Bucks last season. They started off, I'm pretty sure they mm-hmm. lost their, their opener last year against the Saints. Yeah. Um, and you just never know as 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 the season goes on, there will, it ebbs and flows. So there will be front runners and then they'll kind of fizzle out. I mean, look at the Steelers last season. They started out 11-0 and they crashed and burned. So... It's it's early and there's so much more football. We get an extra yeah. week of football this year, which is even yeah. better. That's a cherry on top. Charlotte, we have been chatting for almost an hour. Let's instead of going through our picks here, I think we should post our picks on the polls. Like highlight okay. who we said. So when you guys go to our polls, you think we'll see who you're working you're, with. You'll know, see what you're working with. And then you guys can see our picks on the stories this week. How do you feel about that? I like this idea. 
All right, then we'll do that. Thank you you so much. If you go back to our page and go to our highlights, I'm working on it because I'm really bad at the internet and I'm really (laughs) trying to do Instagram. If you go to my personal Instagram page, you follow me. It's dumb. And I don't know. I also don't know what's going on there. I haven't posted in like a year, but I'm working on it and I'm trying to make this highlight really cute. I've never done a highlight before. Oh, so it's our little social media coordinator. (laughs) It's fun. But you guys... Go to the highlights, see how you did, see how you matched up. We we talked about it in um, like the first time we did it. But if you want to see who you did compared to everybody, it's all in our highlights. Week one, week two, you name it, it's there. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love you guys. Hold tight because we have a very special guest joining us very soon. I know you guys miss the guests, so they will be with us very shortly. Thank you guys so much. Bye.